0: everyone, I am recording the DT podcast for Philippians 4 later in the day. Sorry, I wasn't able to get it to you by the morning, but I still wanted to share from today's DT since I was really blessed by the passage. So I just wanted to make some comments on it. Uh, I thought the structure of Philippians 4 can be thought of in this way. In verse 1, Apostle Paul exhorts the Philippians to, quote, stand firm. Thus, in the Lord. And so after he says that, he begins to list out several ways in what standing firm in the Lord looks like. And the items he lists are very practical. In verse 2 we read, I entreat Yodia and I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. So one of the first things that he mentions after encouraging them to stand firm is he tells these two sisters in Christ to mend their relationship with one another to, quote, agree in the Lord, and he even pulls in this unnamed person that he refers to as true companion in verse 3 to help mend the tension between these two sisters. So this is very practical advice. It tells us that one of the things that can derail Christians is interpersonal strife among Christians. So we need to make sure that we always guard our relationships within the body of Christ, And I think this is very timely as we talked about going into cohort structure at our staff meeting. And One of the big areas that you will all be pressed to grow in this year, I believe, is to learn how to work within your cohorts. This is not going to be necessarily easy. Years ago, I remember reading that one of the biggest obstacles to foreign mission work is not the opposition or lack of interest that they face in the mission field, but rather the working relationship among the missionaries. The second way in which we can stand firm in the Lord is talked about in verses 4 through 7. He talks about how to handle our anxieties. He says that we can take our anxieties to God in prayer. As Apostle Paul states in verse 6 through 7 do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. In the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I thought it was interesting that both verse 7 and verse 9 are similar in that they mention the peace of God. Verse 7 follows after he discusses anxieties, so how to deal with negative situations. In verse 8 through 9, he mentions the positive things that we can proactively do. As he says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure— Whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And in verse nine, Apostle Paul implies that the Philippians have seen in Apostle Paul's life himself this very thing that he encouraged them to do. So taking these things together, we can see that whether it's how to handle negative situations or or what we can do proactively, there are both things that we can do in order to experience God's peace. Now, in verse 11 and verse 12, both mention how Apostle Paul learned to be content. I don't know about you, but I found this to be very encouraging that even Apostle Paul had to learn how to do this. And this culminates with the famous verse 13, I can do all things through him, who strengthens me. And I, as I mentioned in some of my Bible studies, verse 13 has got to be one of the most misquoted Bible verses in the entire Bible. And here we can clearly see the context is ministry and not just talking about any occasion in life. So not talking about the NBA finals or the Super Bowl. It's when Apostle Paul was being obedient and faithful to God's cause, for he's talking about going through the circumstances of being in need and in plenty in the ministry circumstances. And through all these times, he could testify that Christ gave him the strength to do all things. So it's not like Apostle Paul was born with the ability to withstand even the most needy situations and emerge from them happy and full of gratitude. No, this is something that he had to learn to do. And if Apostle Paul could learn to do this, this means, of course, that this is something that we too can learn how to do as well. And what better way to learn how to do this than to get practice, than to get repetitions of going through needy times. So the next time that you feel that you're going through a time of need, a time when you are going through lack, why not have a positive attitude about it? Why not have a positive attitude and welcome such times of need as golden opportunities for you and I to learn this very thing that we saw apostle paul mastering learning how christ can strengthen us and how christ is sufficient for us even as we're going through those times hello everyone i am recording the